and welcome back to Positive Global Impact, the podcast that encourages you to pursue your dreams and transform not only your life but also the planet. I am very grateful that today I can share another interview episode with you. Um, even more because my interview partner today is not a stranger, because we met Oliver in the Sea Turtle Conservation Project in Costa Rica uh, a couple of months after Isra and I met, actually. And even though we met in the same project, today we will not talk about Kamal but about another uh, project that Oli has participated in as a volunteer. He's been working in an animal wildlife rescue center in Costa Rica. Um, but first of all, welcome, Oli. Thanks so much for taking your time, for participating in the podcast. And yeah, maybe real quick, can you introduce yourself? Hey, guys. Uh, I'm Oliver. Um, I'm from Germany. And I was in Costa Rica two years ago, I think. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, more or less, I think, was I'm 23 years old now. And did you have a good start into the, into the day today, Oli? I know it's weekend. Did you do anything special in the morning? Because well, actually, I didn't. I, I uh, stayed up too long last night, so I overslept a little. <laughs> but I ate breakfast. I, I don't know. I... Just a little and uh, that's it. Perfect Saturday. <laughs> yeah, it's always funny for me because of the time difference, because normally I would tell you like, good morning, or okay, now it's noon here, but still, like, I know it's later in Germany, but somehow it's crazy, uh, even after all the years, <laughs> to imagine that it's, that it's evening already in Germany. I mean, I see the, the sunlight outside of your window, and <laughs> when I look outside, it's just pure black. Dark, <laughs> Dark winter, yeah. So, Oli, like I said before, um, we met in the Sea Turtle Conservation Project in Kamamanal, on the Pacific coast of Costa Rica, but I, I'm not sure if I remember it right, I think you first went to Kamamanal and then to the other project, right? Or was um, it the other way around? <laughs> Uh, actually, true and false, because um, I did go to the other project after Kamuna, but I was there before as well. So um, it was the actual plan for me to stay there for six weeks. But I met uh, two girls that went to Kamuna as well. Um, the first day I was in Costa Rica, and um, they told me where they will go to and I was so interested in like seeing the sea turtles and uh, maybe spend some time in, in another area than like six weeks in the same place so I asked my um not family but like hey I asked the the guys that were uh, responsible yeah. for me if I maybe could make a transition Uh, so I can stay the third and fourth week in Cabronal with the two girls and uh, spend the other four weeks as planned. Mm -hmm. Ah, so, all right. I didn't, I didn't know. Uh, I remember that when we met, you 
like you told me after that you'll go to the to the animal rescue center, but uh, I didn't I didn't know that originally it wasn't even planned that you are in Kamalanath. It's pretty interesting. That was a really uh, a really spontaneous thing because like <laughs> it was planned like two days after I arrived in Costa Rica. Um, maybe we go a little bit back in time. Um, I think you went to Costa Rica, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, after finishing your um, high school, right? Not actually. I'm, I was uh, at university uh, mm. at the time. So I had uh, three semesters already behind me and uh, one day my mother like casually walked into my room and was like hey what do you say about Costa Rica and I was like why <laughs> and uh, then she told me about all this stuff uh, she actually saw it in TV and mm -hmm. uh, then we searched for these things I would say in the internet and uh, spoke to different people and uh, then I made the decision to make a pause at university and spend a semester like um, for myself I guess and uh, yeah. work yeah. in Germany That's and cool. travel so to Costa Rica. Do you mean like she saw like some documentation about Costa Rica in general or specific about volunteer work? Um, I think, if I remember correctly, that she just saw Costa Rica like as a place to live, but not specifically mm -hmm. to work there. But my mom is really, um, she likes to know about things. So she uh, went straight to the internet and like searched everything about Costa Rica and uh, one of the few first things that showed up at her phone was this uh, work and travel thing, so. Also pretty cool, like, that she, was it her idea or your idea? I mean, you, you could also travel to Costa Rica, like, in the um, semester break, but you decided to take, like, a whole break, like a semester off, let's say, vacation semester, or I don't know how you call it, a gap, semester gap. Uh, why did you decide on that and uh, not travel on vacations? Well, first of all, because um, when I go somewhere that is far away, I want to stay there as long as possible. And uh, the semester break is like two months. And that was mm -hmm. like the whole Costa Rica thing would be two months. So I wouldn't have time for anything else. And the other thing is that I didn't really have any semester breaks because every time I had free time in the university, um, there were either like uh, exams or we had to go into like uh, not not labor. Um, we had to work in in the free time, so uh, I didn't really have. Like any free time to like travel or do things I want uh, in the whole university time. Your mom came up with the idea. Um, what did you think about it? And have you been, because I mean, Costa Rica is 
at the other end of the world from Germany. Um, have you traveled far away from home before? And if yes, alone or with your family? Um, yeah, basically, let, let us know a little bit about what did you think when your mom came up with the idea? Because actually, it's pretty like, cool that it was your mom, like, you know, that she was like offering you the option. <laughs> My mom is all for adventure and like exploring stuff. Um, so, I was traveling a lot when I was a kid and to the to this day actually but like in this pandemic it's a bit hard but um so I was in fourteen different countries at the time I was thirteen years old and mm -hmm. I was in mm -hmm. Colombia, I was uh like in Mexico, in, in Egypt, so in many different places that are far from home. Mm -hmm. But I never went uh, without like anybody else. So Costa Rica, uh, besides it being really far away from Germany, as you said, um, I went traveling alone for the first time, mm -hmm. like this far away from home. Yeah. Did you have any other... Um friends or anybody you knew back home that has had already uh, a volunteer experience or were you like the first one circle of friends or um, I don't remember but I think not a friend of mine did like um, he went to what was it I think South Africa or something, I don't remember. Um, he went to um, just walk around and, and uh, try the food, and he did it by himself uh, and with a friend of him. A friend of his? No. Uh, but I don't think that any of my friends did this kind of volunteer work stuff ever. <laughs> mm -hmm. um... So I I imagine like your mom finding or watching the documentary, then telling you about it. Then you thought, oh, it's a great idea. And then you looked up for how you could spend your time in Costa Rica. Um, why did you decide to do volunteer work? And like, why in, I mean, at that time you didn't know about Cameronal, but let's say, why did you decide for the, um, Uh, animal wildlife rescue center. What was it that that you found interesting, or why did you want to go there? Um, at first, the thing is, I'm uh, pretty happy with any work I can do. Um, so I'm I'm not that like enthusiastic okay. to to only. Do like um, I only want to brush the teeth of a big tiger or something. I I'm happy with like, <laughs> feeding cages and feeding pigs or whatever. So um, I I didn't really have any specifics in mind. Uh, but uh, seeing this wildlife center, um, I I only saw pictures of it and uh, I I was pretty happy with it. Like from the from the start, and I didn't 
didn't need to do anything else. Um, so, yeah, I, I didn't think uh, about going anywhere else at this point. Uh, what was leaving me with six weeks of uh, that one rescue center at the first point, but luckily I went to Camerunal as well because I think six weeks at the same place might be a little, uh, I don't want to say wasted, but uh, if you go traveling to another country alone uh, that's this far away from home, you should thrive to see a bit more. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so then let's say the day has come that you depart here from Germany uh, for the first time traveling alone to a different country. Do you remember how you felt? How did you feel saying like goodbye and knowing it'll be for a couple of weeks or a month that we want to friends and family? Um, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little bit anxious, but also really, really exciting because it's this new experience that, as I said before, none of my friends had had before. So, um, it's like a thing I did for me, for myself, for my uh, development and also for um, like helping animals, I guess. Um, so it was, yeah, all in all, really exciting, mostly. And mm -hmm. um, especially because you traveled alone, would you recommend uh, Costa Rica to, let's say, solo travelers? Because, I mean, some people travel with friends, but also some people maybe don't have friends who are interested in traveling or, uh, like, consciously want to travel alone. Do you think Costa Rica is a great country to travel to by your own? Um, it really depends on the person, because I think um, when you're in San Jose, for example, um, you might be a little bit scared because the it's a, a dangerous city, especially at nights. Um, so if you have someone at your side, it might be a little bit safer to travel. But um, the other thing is, uh, if you don't have someone by your side every day, uh, you learn a lot more stuff, I feel, because you you are more dependent on, on uh, doing things by yourself. You're more dependent on uh, learning about different uh, people, learning uh, the language to communicate better because you don't always have like your friend that is uh, talking your language, obviously. Um, but you have to understand the others that are in Costa Rica that are obviously speaking Spanish. I think you said two interesting things. First of all, um, of course, like traveling alone uh, allows you to kind of crush your comfort zone because, I mean, you're traveling to the other end of the world and and you're basically seeking new, um, yeah, new experience. And I mean, it's, it's obvious that it's like challenging, but what you are being rewarded with is like a better understanding of yourself or more self-confidence and all of that, which you might not be able to um, develop at home or at least not as, as fast as you 
as you can when you are traveling, right? Yeah, obviously. I think um, that uh, especially when you're alone and in a country that you don't know like any of it and um, like many of the people that go to Costa Rica, for example, the two girls I mentioned before, they didn't really know anything about Spanish. So they had to take a, a, a lesson in Spanish while they were in Costa Rica for the first day. Uh, to understand mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, so you have to get out of your comfort zone, as you said, to uh, be a... It sounds, it sounds a bit stupid, but be a better person because uh, um, you, you have a different limit in another country because uh, in Germany, for example, it's super safe outside. You would never think, um, okay, maybe where are they if it's super safe? I don't know about like Frankfurt or, <laughs> or Hamburg or something. Yeah. But um, I would never go outside at three o'clock and think, oh, those guys, like, they're looking at me you know, two streets away. Maybe they have a knife with them or something. Or uh, you'd never go to bed with thinking, Maybe there's a spider's nest under my mattress. I don't know. But in Costa Rica, there's like exactly that, and uh, you you have to get comfortable with it. But uh, it also helps you extremely with uh, building confidence because um, I experienced so much things in Costa Rica that I wouldn't ever have experienced at any stage in my life in Germany. Mm. Uh, traveling uh, in the wrong bus at 1am uh, outside of San Jose to the wrong city and uh, exit, uh, going outside of the bus because I needed to go home and three other guys uh, getting out as well and I thought I was dead for them in that moment but it actually helped me uh, coming back and I think uh, it's it's a thing that you you have to experience to mm. to grow. What you are telling us like sounds a little bit like a survival uh, <laughs> vacation, but I think also it's I mean it's part of it, of course. Uh, we just have to be I mean clear that we in Germany we what do do we really fear? Like I mean, of course, I, I guess it depends. If where you live, if you live uh, in the middle of a city or um, wherever, right? Or uh, in a small village. But um, also I have to say that like most of people don't come to Costa Rica in order to spend their whole time in San Jose, right? Like San Jose also like with the Ticos is a place where, I mean, apart from people coming from San Jose probably, they avoid going there because it's it's the completely opposite of the whole, whole of the rest of the country. It's, it's loud, it's stressful, it's crowded, and uh, once you get out of there, it's it's like chilled and pura vida. <laughs> is that your... San Jose is like really a huge city yeah. and completely different yeah. of like everything I I saw in, in the other places, for example, Camarnoli. Yeah, yeah, completely opposite. <laughs> then, do you remember... Um, 
the day that you got to the to the rescue center um yeah what was your first impression actually did your did your how could you say like your idea of what volunteer work would be that you had like when still in germany um Was it the same as you experienced there, or was it different, or didn't you really have any idea of how it could be? Do you remember? Um, actually, I I think I didn't even think about it that much. I just um, let it happen, <laughs> I feel. Uh, so... I went there, and uh, obviously you you think a little bit about it. For example, uh, um, how will my guest family be, and uh, what kinds of animal, animals will I see, and other workers that that I feel comfortable with, or um, what kind of work will I do? But um, I think the the first impression that I had was I was very happy with the whole situation because uh, the the family I had was really 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 friendly they uh, I I had the feeling that they accepted me as a family member from day one <laughs> uh, they were totally comfortable with me obviously I had to get comfortable with them as well because it's really hard when you're not a native speaker when you're not a uh, not fluent in Spanish or like When you go to somewhere else than Costa Rica, fluent in the respective language. Um, but the more you uh, stay there, the more you uh, live in that place, the more you get comfortable. So um, I think first impression is obviously important, and you um, you can get really impressed by it or maybe as well really um, sad or, or um, afraid. But I think that no matter where you go, uh, you will get comfortable with it. And if you don't, just do the best you can to leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can imagine that uh, it's strange at the beginning to be uh, like in the home of of another family because it's something else if you whatever would stay in a hostel have your own room maybe you also had a room as a family but uh, you're like suddenly part of a completely different family and apart from that also culture did did the family the host family you stayed in speak some English or was it only like Spanish and you communicated more or less with hands and feet <laughs> Oliver shaking the head for all of you who doesn't see it Completely and <laughs> totally just Spanish. So um, I was lucky that I had uh, Spanish classes in school back then. Um, but mm -hmm. like that was uh, three or four years before I went to Costa Rica. And uh, I, um, I tried to learn a bit Spanish on like a week's before going to Costa Rica before, uh, because I obviously wanted to understand what uh, people say to me or what, like, standing on a, on a sign or something. Um, but mm -hmm. um, other than, other than uh, 
not being fluent in Spanish. And uh, like my own Spanish experience was not completely gone, but uh, I forgot half of it. Um, it's really hard to go somewhere that has um, a different feel of the language, I would say, because um, you could compare it to uh, Germany in different places, or like England, I think, as well. Uh, the different dialects, the different... Uh, the different... Uh, Slangs or... Yeah. Slangs, yeah, exactly. So if you go to northern Germany, you you might understand them if you had German in, in classes, uh, like when you're from, I don't know, America or something. But when you go mm-hmm. um, to southern Bavaria or, or something like that, I don't understand them. How would you? So and it's, it's the same in Costa Rica. They, um, they don't have like that extreme of an, uh, uh, slang or something, so you could never understand them. But it's uh, so different from the Spanish I had in classes back then. So yeah. uh, that was the other thing I had to get comfortable with. Also, they have like so many words which mean the same, but if you've learned a different word, you don't know what they are talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Even though you might and understand it, but still. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> obviously. Uh, and um, like, um, they have different words you never have heard before. And I had a, a, mm. a Spanish uh, lexicon, I, I think. Yeah. Well. Um, so like a booklet with me uh, to learn Spanish every day uh, so I can understand more and more um, but there weren't these words like um, my or something or like Pura Vida was obviously a thing uh, you would understand yeah. two days in Costa Rica max well, I mean, you only need <laughs> two days and you hear well, it like for 50 times um, like, there are certain words, they only speak there, but you get used to it, obviously. Can you tell the, the people who are listening what my means? Do you still remember? Um, I think it was like a, a good friend. Yeah, it's like friend or dude or something like that, I think you'd say in English. Nice. Um... Um, I forgot my, my question because I, I was so into the conversation to what you said because it's, it's funny because I think it's, it's the same with everybody especially I mean okay with the people who don't speak anything it's uh, like any Spanish at all not really because all the new all the words are new but if you like come here with the idea ah, I know a little bit of Spanish and then you get here and it's still I mean of course you can communicate and the people try to understand you and they are happy for like every word that um, that you speak, uh, but still, it's it's uh, yeah, just like everything. I think I don't know if you made the same experience. I guess, but it almost everything is different here from Germany. <laughs> well, when you're uh, when you're used to like the Spanish, uh, it is here está aquí, and you go to Costa Rica and they say está acá, and you're you were like, what did, what they, is that? What was that one word? Was it two words? What did he say? I don't mm-hmm. know. It was the exact same meaning, but um, a different uh, 
feel for the words and yeah and uh, also I, I often feel I mean now it's something different but I, I feel like um, often you can't really list like you don't really hear certain maybe letters at the end especially of words so, like they would swallow it and if you don't know the word it's more it's harder to understand and, and even sometimes I didn't know if it was one word or two words or <laughs> yeah and, um, were you able to choose whether you want to stay in the host family or in the project um, or was it clear that uh, when you go to this project you or, like automatically have to stay at a host family um, well I, I don't really get the question <laughs> like when you uh, when you decided to go to that kind of project um, did they tell you, all right, if you choose this project, you will get a host family, then you will stay at their house and be part of the family, or could you also, like, choose you want to stay with the other volunteers in the project, like we did, for example, in Cameronal? Because in Cameronal, there were no host families, let's say, available. You understand? Um, so, uh, when I was talking to the guys from Chile inside, um, they told me that I would stay at a host family. Um, they didn't told me what the name was or something. And I, I think they told me the one name, but um, they didn't say, like, you can choose to which family you want to go, or um, they didn't say that there was, like, something like in Ronald where many volunteers would go to. Um, they did mention, if I remember correctly, that I would be alone most of the time because uh, at this uh, wildlife center especially, um, there is mm, like not so many people go to this specific uh, rescue center. So they warned mm -hmm. me beforehand that I might uh, spend most of my time alone, um, but well, it's, it was not the case at the end, obviously, after Cameronal especially. Mm -hmm. Alright, then maybe you could tell us a little bit like about your daily tasks, um, so, because for example, I really don't know anything about your experience there, which is pretty cool, <laughs> neither do the listeners, so maybe you can tell us about the, your, your tasks that you were doing. And also, like, about what kind of animals um, did you get to know there, or why were the animals there, for example, also interesting to know? Um, so the, the tasks were, um, I would say, really simple, but sometimes a bit hard as well. Um, but they were always really fun for me. Um, we had to uh, clean the cages with a water hose and uh, as well we had to uh, clean the ways every day because the visitors would come mm -hmm. in with dirty shoes from all the mud because in Costa Rica it's raining like every day. And you were then ready soon, right? <laughs> and um, so uh, we had to clean the ways and the cages every day. Uh, cutting food, 
mostly bananas and papayas uh, that are, <laughs> by the way, so delicious in Costa Rica compared to Germany because they're completely fresh. Um, but um, you had to um, keep everything clean and uh, keep the animals happy and um, satisfied, I guess. So um, that at the end of the day, every day, the tasks were the same, but different people would take different tasks every day. So it wasn't my task to clean the ways four days in rows, for example. But uh, like day one, I would clean the ways and uh, this and that cage. Uh, day two, I would mainly cut papayas and bananas. Uh, day three, I would go to the to the monkeys and clean their cages and <laughs> get thrown shit at. Yeah, get shit thrown. That's, and um, that's what monkeys like to do. <laughs> you had different tasks every day, but they it felt like you. you know what you're doing after two or three days because they are generally the same but um it's it doesn't get boring mm. um because you're still doing something different every day and um what kind of animals um i hope that i know the english words for them Peacocks, um, then uh, there was a pig, one single pig that was named Shakira. <laughs> <laughs> there were several animals, I forgot the name of oh, there, yeah. Um, sadly, no. Um, mm -hmm. They didn't have a sloth at the time I was there. There was a sloth, however, brought into the rescue center one day I was there. Uh, because it got uh, hit by a car in an accident oh. and uh, they had to uh, they tried to help him but uh, didn't help but yeah um, we didn't have any sloths and uh, uh, there were tons of iguanas <laughs> um, toucans, parrots there were a ton of parrots um, I think two or three Massive cages with a lot of parrots, and most of there are two extremes of parrots. I don't. Um, the one is extremely friendly; they just sit on your shoulder and wait until you feed them. Uh, the other parrots is uh, they sit on the bucket you have the food in while you're cleaning the um, their bowls with the food in, uh, and they rip everything apart. So you have to clean the whole thing around your bucket um, that you can feed them afterwards. Uh, so, yeah. Um, different characters. Uh. I, don't, I don't know if it's gender-specific, if the males are more aggressive or something, I don't know. Um, but uh, I, I remember that there were almost only green parrots, mm -hmm. a few red ones, and 
there were a lot of um, cat species. I hmm. uh, there was a there was a puma. There was um, I don't I don't is it cowsel? Also was was okay. there as well. Mm. Um, there was a there was an, an eagle and a mm. porcupine. Is, a baby porcupine, porcupine was there. Um, what does it look like? Ah, uh, all right. Stachelschwein in German. Yeah. Uh, it was a baby, and you had to uh, feed him milk with a um. Ah, okay, yeah, I can. But what you do with injections, I don't know. We are not native English, so sorry. Tepes uh, Quintless. These are that are everywhere. I don't know in, if it's everywhere in Costa Rica or just in this rescue center, but they were running around everywhere, not just in like any cages, but also on the, on the ways uh, while you're at work. Cleaning the ways, they were walking like right next to you and looking at you if I have any food for them or something. And there was, I don't remember if it was one deer or more, but um, there was at least one deer uh, that was super friendly and not shy at all. So it it walked around freely as well. It didn't have any cage. So I actually don't mm -hmm. know if it was um, from the rescue center or if it just happened to be there and got fed. Yeah, um, there were goats and uh, a lot of turtles as well. Um, the But uh, like uh, turtle uh, Tortoises. Like turtles, uh, yeah. Not sea turtles, but like turtles. That... And uh, tapirs? Is it is it tapir mm -hmm. in English? Yeah. Yeah, just in German, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and the name of the set, the name of the center was uh, like Animal Wild Wildlife Rescue Center. Do you know more about like how did the animals get there? When did they like what happened to them in order for them to be taken care of in the rescue center? And what happened when they come there? They have a reason for it. Like either they um, are hurt or um, they can't live alone. There's that. So um, some um, of these cat species were either too fat or hurt. One of them already had three legs. Um, mm. So they can't survive in the, in the wilderness, obviously. And mm -hmm. um, if they are ready to be like, um, released again, they, yeah. released, yeah. um, they if I remember it correctly, they had to go um, through a few steps. For example, I, I only remember the birds and one ocelot being 
close to being released. So the birds were um, in a in a few cages separated from the others. Um, mm -hmm. And the ocelot was in a cage that was a bit uh, to the outside of the rescue center that was leaning towards um, uh, a big forest with... It seemed that uh, he was already free, but in a cage. I, mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. Um, so they uh, get used to being free again, step by step. So it's not um, like from one extreme to another, like being free, then being held captive, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, well, taken, uh, taken care of. Uh, and then, like, being free and completely independent again, um, most of them wouldn't survive like that because they uh, don't know how to live by themselves from one day to another again. Uh, yeah. But I don't know... But basically, uh, let's say the animals that got into the rescue center were found by passengers or or on the streets and then they called the wildlife rescue center and then that's how it worked for us might very well be i <laughs> i uh, <laughs> actually don't don't really know how the animals came there um like the sloth i told you about uh it was like that so um the guy that uh, hit it with the car called mm -hmm. the rescue center and said He's hurt. Can you get uh, help? Can you uh, mm -hmm. can you take him to your place or something? And um, that is the only thing I remember where a pet, uh, an animal was brought there. But I don't remember any animal like being taken from the streets or something uh, to the rescue center to um, take care of but mm -hmm. uh, it might be like that so you just see a herd animal and call them I don't know um, Do you still have contact to other volunteers? Apart from Melby, of course <laughs> Yes, uh, I do Um the two girls I mentioned um, before, I have more or less a bit of conversations with them now and then, um, but two of the volunteers uh, are friends of mine, and these are the ones I met in camera now. Um, and uh, after Camerona. So, uh, the one of them is uh, from Colombia, and it's Stefania, and I have uh, I talked to her like at least every few weeks. And uh, the other one is uh, from Germany as well. His name is Robin, and uh, we actually met up several times after Costa Rica. And you know, it's, I think it's it's a friendship. It's point. great how like 
you run into that experience volunteering and maybe not even thinking about that from that last long um, friendships can evolve, right? What do you think is like the reason that you were still in contact with, especially those two? Um, being alone in a different country um, almost makes you feel like you have the necessity to to have somebody to uh, to talk to and to rely on and uh, other than that you're really um i don't i don't know how to express it um you you are really close to the others um because you you work together from the day that you come into this uh, rescue center or in, in the total rescue center or whatever. Um, and I think if you work together and you, you find a, a rhythm that is comfortable for all of you, um, then something like a friendship has to develop at some point um, with any of those people. You don't always have to like everyone. I think I I, I met a lot yeah. of people there, and uh, I mean I liked all of them. <laughs> I think, <laughs> but uh, uh, but I I feel that um, the more people you meet, and the more you are alone, uh, the more you can um, be sure that you find new friends because you need to rely on others and you you talk to others you um it is kind of a necessity to to be around people when you're that much out of your comfort zone i think yeah i think volunteering work is a, a great a great um, opportunity to like connect with the people like you said like through the work They are doing a similar experience because all of them are far away from home. Uh, maybe you have the same feelings because, I, I mean, I also met people who were like homesick, which is uh, normal. And also maybe depends on the person, depends if you are happy in the project or happy with the people around you. If there's nobody you can really connect with, um, and maybe you, you feel lonely or whatever. And through, through all of that, um, and making the same experience, you, I mean, you exchange your, uh, your thoughts, maybe you stay awake at night, like in the, the Sea Turtle Project, we had different shifts um, during the night also, and if it's just two of you or three of you in the middle of the night caring for baby turtles, it's just something that connects you, right? And it, uh, you have to trust others, because um, you, you can't like um give everyone a different task and uh still have to look out for everyone doing it but you have to rely that the others do the task the way they are supposed to yeah. um and it builds a certain amount of trust and um that one thing i i was uh, trying to say uh with being alone Uh, this whole thing is like a few questions before um, you you have to 
talk to others at some point. Um, if you're an, an introvert and you only want to uh, work at a, a rescue center um, where you work for yourself and do nothing with anyone else, that is completely fine. I was doing that for the first two weeks. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> um, it's um, being like in Camoronal at this total station, you you get connected to the others almost immediately because they they it feels like family i feel you mm. you all go uh, to costa rica or whatever place you go to with the same interest so you you want to uh either uh, go away from home see something different uh, see a different side of the world see a different culture uh, maybe just take care of animals and, and the planet. Um, but there is uh, a certain amount of interest that is shared among every one of them. So you'll find at least one person that is similar to you. Yeah. In a, it's a great in a, point because I think um, not only through like the same experience, but also because you're up for the same purpose, um, you have to develop yeah. also like teamwork and you you take care of the others for example um when uh two of them uh like two of your roommates for example uh have to take the night shift um maybe there are like people that are completely um disrespectful and loud without caring about the others but uh, you get a feel for the others in 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 a way that you try your best not to wake up uh, your roommates that had the night shift one day before and they only slept for like three hours or something. Uh, so you take care of them, and um, for example, uh, I had a problem with my bed the day I came in Cameron and uh, the others helped me with it without uh, asking questions, without uh, wanting anything back. They just helped me with it. And I think that that is a really beautiful thing to experience. I love that. Like Basically what you're saying that um Apart from other things that are increasing, is also that you're like increasing your your empathy, right? Which of course also will help you long term in the rest of your life because I mean empathy is something like crucial. Great. Yeah. Um, the last question already, <laughs> Oli. What what was uh, maybe? one of the biggest um, learnings. I would say that I was so much more confident in myself. Like, having the knowledge that I can do anything by myself that I want. Uh, uh, talking Spanish, um, speaking it way better than before. Um, um, I, I I cooked at the at the host family. I I did so many things 
about only for myself. Uh, I I had to think only about myself um, at this point, and um, I don't know. I think that really, if I had to give a one-word answer, it would be self-confidence. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for being part of the Positive Global Impact and for sharing your experience. I think it was super interesting for me, but also for everyone else who's going to listen. Thank you for your time. And yeah, hope to see you soon again. It's been yeah more than two years already. But uh, hopefully one day... Uh, especially on this worldwide situation, maybe calms down or is over or whatever, we'll be able to meet Germany or whatever. If you want to come to Costa Rica, you always have a house here with friends waiting for you. <laughs> All right, guys. So sadly, this was it again for this week's episode. Um, as always, we would really appreciate it if you would leave us a review on iTunes or any other advice and also please let us know how you like this episode by following us on instagram at positive global impact and also comment on the post for this episode if you have any wishes for certain topics or ideas for specific interview partners that you'd like to listen to questions or whatever you can either write us on instagram or email us at team.positiveglobalimpact at gmail.com and last but not least as always it would be amazing if you could share this podcast with your family, friends, neighbors or whoever in order to support the planet and increase also your positive global impact on the world see you next week or hear you next week Pura Vida, stay with you